Welcome to Probably Science. It has been a while and we apologize for that. We are finally back in the same city and free of work. I'm Matt Kirshen. That is Andy Wood. Hello. And uh, yeah, thank you for bearing with us. We apologize about having taken a couple of weeks off there. Two two times in a row we took a couple of weeks off. So we it's did. been We sort of did long... one episode in, in the space of a month. So I'm very sorry about that. Yes. And But I'm happy to be back. It's nice to be back in LA. Yeah, it's good. It's, I just saw saw you for the first time in a month, five minutes ago. So yeah. I'm glad you're back. And I've, uh, I've I'm being played by a different actor. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> this this is the first time we're not recording in the at Bluebell. I mean, we are, well, aside from we're in Andy's new apartment, it's a nice apartment. Thank you. Lovely. Congratulations. There's no pool. There's no. There is no pool. There is no. There's no orange trees. There's no hummingbirds. No hummingbirds. But on the other hand, there's also no. Oh, yeah. Strippers, like, I, can roommates. No. I can talk all the shit I want about the roommates now and, and I think this I forgot if this happened since we recorded but when I got in a screaming match on the phone with Stu I've never match. I've never yelled fuck you at someone like unironically in my mm. life I don't think I've never been like fuck you fuck you yeah. wow. okay, was, it, and, was it an argument over bills or something something that he uh, thought you should pay for he had packed up all of his stuff in his room his room had the had the cable hookup so like my modem and router were in there and he'd packed everything up, and he'd, I'm sure, accidentally just packed up the power supply to my modem. Mm-hmm. And your and, TV. <laughs> and, but it's like it's not like a power cable that you can just, it's a specific, you know, power supply. It has to be a specific voltage and shit. Um, so I called him up, and I was like, hey, Stu, you got that thing. Can you bring it back? And he's like, all right. Then he, the next day, he brings back, like, five random cables, none of which are that. And I'm like, no, I need the actual, like, I, I even just sent rope. him. Yeah, I even sent him. Like- it's the that's just for climbing. <laughs> he brings back a, a, one that's just a pack of matches. Yeah. Is this it? Red vines? Is that what you need? It's a bungee cord no. with someone at the end of it. Uh, we should No, but, like, but, but let me tell you what happened. Okay, okay so then I'm like, no, that still isn't it. He's like, well, it's all the cables I have. I'm like, Stu, there's no possible way it's anywhere except for in one of your boxes. I'm not saying you stole it for your own gain. I think you just packed it and didn't know. And then he was like, uh, how, did it, how did it escalate? He was like, Andy, I don't give a shit about what you need. And I'm like, you know what, Stu? Fuck what? you. Fuck <laughs> you. And I hung up the phone. Got it escalated it so quickly. It felt good, though, right? It felt so good. Because I was like, I have to go. That was like five years worth of cumulated. Yeah. Oh, the next morning, the next morning. The, he starts it really crying. Was, it really was. The next morning, the cable guy was coming, so I had to have the modem working in the morning. So I'm like, now i got to find somewhere late at night that has, find a fries or something. Um, so then two minutes later, he texts back a picture. He's like, is this the cable? (laughs) So sometimes Uh, it works. It's like a divorce. Yeah. But I didn't realize some, I mean, that's how assholes become assholes is that shit gets reinforced because it works. Yeah. Yeah. It gets results. It's it's so satisfying. You mean you're not pacifying. Me screaming, fuck you, got what I wanted. So you're going to be that irate asshole at the restaurant Excuse me, ma'am. The broccoli is touching the chicken and I requested that not to be the case. So I'm going to need a new plate. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care about your new plate. You know what? Fuck, fuck you. you! Fuck you! And then, like, a text comes through. Is this the chicken? Is this the chicken? Are, these, are these far enough apart now? Here's a picture. <laughs> oh, God. It's got my blood pumping. I want to start saying it more. I'm going to say it at brunch today, I think. Yes, please do. Bottomless mimosas. Uh, You'll get there. Um, our guest today, two people we've wanted on the show for a while, and uh, we finally managed to pin them both down. Uh, fantastic comics, and a one point colleague slash boss at Ridiculousness in the case of Christian. But, Hi. Hey, Hi. Christian DeGay and Emily Maya Mills. Hello. 
Thank um, you guys for coming all the way to what you thought was close to your house. Yeah. Not, not to be. Would have been close to your house if we oh, wait, recorded this, this a month an hour ago. And a half away. <laughs> this is all within a block of both of our first LA apartments. It is. So, it is literally within a block. So we, you've we moved away the from picture. the area to where Andy used to live now. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So th- we're in West Hollywood, almost Hollywood, right? Like if we cross La Brea, it becomes Hollywood, I think. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, and because we're, my first apartment was on June, and that was Hollywood. Okay. Uh, Hollywood proper. And this, yeah, you, you're right on the border. What were the highlights when you moved in of the neighborhood? Um, one of my favorite things to do when I first moved in was to walk to that Ralph's and walk back with the a rock and roll Ralph's. Ro- no, the one down here at La Brea. Really rock and roll oh, okay. Well, that was a different Ralph's. I would go to the one on La Brea and okay. Fountain and walk back to my apartment and people <laughs> in the car. Ralphs. Yeah. <laughs> and people in their cars would be staring out the window just going, what the fuck is she doing? Walking like no with grocery walks. bags. <laughs> okay. Like it was really a phenomenon. Which, I thought her it was a funny. must have thrown her out. <laughs> the car. She must have been in the car at some point with those groceries. There's Maybe no it's way. like Wonder Woman flying that invisible plane. Maybe there is a car around her. We just can't see. But <laughs> <laughs> she makes the walking motion. So right. It looks normal. Hi, Shelby. I'm going to need you to get me one of those invisible cars. <laughs> I'm going to need it by yesterday. And this was before... Fuck you. Fuck you. This was before Lyft and Uber, so they didn't even have Invisible Lyft or Uber at the time. Oh, that's that's know. my favorite kind of Uber and Lyft is Invisible. I've been taking them recently as I moved here, and I've gotten ones for under $3, which can't be... That makes no can't sense. Can't be good for anyone. Yeah, this is going to be very money. bad for your drinking you habits. You got a ride for under $3? You got a $2.93 ride, like three miles. Like, what? <laughs> Just a man carrying you down the road. <laughs> He gave you some gas afterwards. Yeah, yeah. He gave you a little, <laughs> hand, mouth, little handful. Yeah. It's like someone's getting screwed. I'm sure it's just that they're trying to like undercut all the competition to drive they everyone are. out well, of there's business. There's a new one. Then... There's now New York uh, now has Juno as well, which is the new one that anytime you got oh. in an Uber, the Uber drivers were then like, have you, are you on Juno? Can you sign up for Juno? Because they, they have a better deal for the drivers. They cut them in. I think they get some equity in the company. Oh, oh um, that's probably about time. only in New York right now. Yeah. Only in New York. Well, apparently this is like, has happened throughout history, the undercutting. It's sort of been the nature of, of like taxi services is that there's always been somebody who comes in, undercuts, drops all of the pricing. And then, yeah, even with taxis, even with like horse-drawn carriages, it's sort of been repeating throughout history. I sort of thought that taxis all colluded and sort of price fixed when they were all, when when that was the only game in town because... Well, it becomes the monopoly. Whatever it is, like, I'm not exactly sure which particular companies have done it in the past, but apparently it's been a repetitive concept is coming in um, with ride services, undercutting everything, creating yeah. a monopoly. So the idea is that they're all trying to beat each other to the monopoly. Right, right. If Uber can drive Lyft out of business, those prices are going to go right back Way up, up again. Yeah. yeah. So everyone keep riding Lyft so I can keep riding Uber for cheap. Keep this market diluted. And I know I shouldn't admit that I ride Uber because they're like, Awful, right? Uber's awful. Isn't Uber like the shittier? Well, their employees, and then there are allegations that there have been like sexual assaults from the drivers that weren't even dealt with by the company. Well, Uh, my friend, they do a poor job of screening. This wasn't like a horrible story, but like a friend of mine back in England, she's a comic, and she fell asleep in an Uber, and then like she she tweeted it. It ended up making the news, or like uh, because she tweeted a picture of her route map that she got when she arrived. 
like over an hour later for what should have been a five minute journey. Oh yeah, I heard about and, that. Ugh. And the guy had just done this. Sort of, oh, she fell asleep and he just drove around. He just yeah, but then on Uber you get like you get a map of where you've gone afterwards. So like this route that it took just went <laughs> all the way around London. Like it's it was a distance that she was thinking about walking, but she was a bit drunk and it was late at night. So she's like, I'm gonna get an Uber. And it ended up being like a an eighty seven pound or something oh, trip. Jesus, that's how I've always felt getting into any cab in a foreign city. I'm just like, you better not. Where are you go? Don't turn. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and I'm the like opposite. I don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> it's always me just wishing that she'd stop telling him where to drive. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. You know what, Why Christian? don't we just turn here? I- Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> um, I did have a drunk lift one time in Austin. Yes, the driver was drunk? drunk? I think I said this in the podcast. I think I? you did, but okay. it was when you got back from South by Southwest, right? Long story short, eventually I had to start navigating from the back seat, and I was like, okay, just turn left here. And she goes, my left? What's <laughs> <laughs> oh, both of our lefts? Yeah. <laughs> that was a great question. Yeah. <laughs> my left? Oh, no. Yeah, totally trying to cover up something. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, magnetic left. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Hey, uh, Christian and Emily, we always ask our guests this before we get into the story. Um, what, if anything, is your background in science? And <laughs> that, that doesn't, it could just be a class that you enjoyed at school or a class that you hated in school or stuff that you used to blow up in the woods with your friends. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I enjoyed physics in high school, but I was not very good at it. <laughs> Ask I, did, answer. Ask I remember answer. telling the teacher that I was going to be a physicist someday, and uh, a physicist, physicist. Yeah. a physicist. <laughs> like, uh-huh. That's great. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's too funny. Gosh, I'm trying to think. I mean, you know, a natural curiosity, and I guess burning ants with a magnifying glass. Nice. <laughs> I had a real. Did you do that? Yeah. I had a real good magnifying glass. I also tried point. to give the. Whatever, what is it? Seagulls, um, some Alka Seltzer in the bread. It didn't wrong? work. <laughs> what was going on back then <laughs> that you wanted know. to hurt all these? I, I thought it was normal curiosity stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what's it like to kill <laughs> I think once you start fucking with vertebrates that's when it's a sign of future like real problematic behavior yeah so you, you didn't pom- move up to puppies or kittens at all did you yeah no 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 right. I kept it that, that was it just I mean, the open just, mic circuit of yeah. well I mean no it was like it was the, spe- the pestilence of those yeah. species you know so my father would have been proud you know I, I fucked with a lot of insects like we used to tape maybe I shouldn't is fucking with grasshoppers is okay. No one's going to hate me, right? No, I mean, I think that there's... What we know now as adults makes it seem like there's some morbid uh, ulterior motive, but I think it's normal for kids yeah. to want to pick apart a bug. Is it? Or like, <laughs> yeah. well, how about making a paper airplane and taping a grasshopper to it with a firecracker and lighting it? <laughs> okay, and throwing okay. This is definitely... Go back through it, you so like, The grasshopper is like the pilot of the paper airplane, but he's... But there's a bomb on the plane! There's a bomb on the plane! <laughs> Body just falls out of Andy's closet. Oh, God. <laughs> like, okay. Did we just lose listeners from that? <laughs> Yeah, we, grasshoppers are okay. Only here I, for I think it's four okay. days. How long do grasshoppers? Last? Yeah, it's like On it's the just third short. Day, he was sorry, you missed your last pilot of paper airplane. <laughs> <laughs> he was promoted quickly. He was, he That's was the way to go cheaper. out. Well, you know? We're gonna get some emails from some furious entomologists over right, the next right. few weeks. Oh. Maybe they can tell us what, where the normalcy lies in childhood curiosity. I think I've read that it's, as long as it's invertebrates, it's normal uh, childhood behavior. But if you're fucking with like you know rodents, mammals, and, and yeah, anything with anything with bones, anything with a, verte- a vertebrate, yeah, 
of, of a spine, a backbone. Yeah, then you're like Jeffrey Dahmer's territory. That's yeah. So you with your Alka Seltzer, that that's was, that's a that was, signal that's okay. of something. Okay, so but it didn't out work. For me, so <laughs> yeah, my brother accidentally shot a a seagull with a pellet gun, and it didn't die, but it, it like hurt its wing and it was like a really traumatic thing for all of us kind of We're like oh shit there's consequences to yeah. this shit yeah like, you know what now you say that I, that I did that I had a BB gun okay I shot a bird once but I, it was like I didn't okay. really know what the remorse <laughs> yeah. and pride I think if we wrong. had succeeded in making a bird explode it would have been, it would have been horror worth and regret totally worth it if it had exploded <laughs> There'd be no horror or regret. You can't regret it if it's not there. It's just gone. It sets you on a path to be the CEO of companies. (laughs) Why is Emily worth, like, billions? Oh, zero remorse. Yeah. No problem. Fuck you, bird. Fuck you. I'm going to need this bird exploded yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Crooked bird. This crooked bird. I love Crooked Hillary. I just love that he just keeps giving her nicknames, hoping it sticks. <laughs> but Crooked Hillary's off there doing crooked things. It, it is remarkable that, it, like, everything... I don't know how conscious it is, or or not, but, like, everything that he's targeting Hillary with, it feels like it's a, it's a smart move on his part, is things that he is more guilty of. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. like every specific accusation he's making of Hillary is something which can be far more accurately attributed to him. Like now they're going after her, um, the Clinton Foundation, uh, for not being the most ethical of charities mm-hmm. when the Trump Foundation doesn't have any employees. Shoots kids. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Trump Foundation is just, <laughs> it, it doesn't do anything. Like, it, all it is is, like, this charity fund that he gets people to pay into, and then he sometimes does his own things out of it. Like, he's used Trump Foundation money Ugh. to buy... He bought a signed Tim Tebow football helmet <laughs> in a charity auction for a different... That is cha- kind of a charity, though. Yeah. That's kind of a charity move. But he bought I mean, it He bought no it for 20 grand. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's now worth nothing. Uh, he bought it for 20 grand in a charity auction for a different charity... But he bid for it himself in the charity auction. But then the check came from the Donald Trump Foundation. And he's paid nothing into that foundation. Maybe that's what he understands the charity to be. So money just, to use to at auction. And now he has charities. that helmet. So I guess in the one sense, it's you cash. could claim that at least... Account. Yeah. <laughs> at least in the one sense, I guess you could then claim that that money that someone donated to the Trump Foundation has now gone to a real charity that does real charity things rather than the nothing that <laughs> his does. It, that's so that's at least operates. 20 grand that has been put to use in some respect. But, that's true. That's true. But then that helmet, then he has. That's his. He's bought it as if it was him buying it. <laughs> he's just a 14-year-old. I love it. Yeah, he's... I mean, this whole accusing her of things that, she, that he does, it's just like dating a sociopath. That's basically what she's in for really? right now. Is, like, is that like a sociopathic thing, is to call out your own faults in others? Or... I think so, or to just never be able to win because they're on a, in attack mode first. Right. Yeah, well, I can tell you that the, the pathological liar that I dated about five years ago, six years ago. Who I was ago. thinking of on the way in here. Do I... I know uh, no, this, this is... Oh, I think, a different one. <laughs> I think it's a different bad relationship. But, uh, no, I, I about... Yeah, six years ago now, I dated someone who was, like, a pathological liar. Like, she... Like, like um... And so many of her lies, once they sort of became found out, 
were things that were true but about her well, like, yeah. she claimed, like she Wait. claimed that someone owes her a specific amount of money and it would turn out actually that's oh. the amount of money that she owes them but that, well, that was like the that. pattern yeah typically? that was consistently the pattern Interesting. See, I knew a guy that would just tell lies, and I think just to make the stories interesting. Yeah, but if yeah. you asked him, if you went, are you lying? He'd go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He would just tell you, like, right away. It was no longer, inter- no longer interesting yeah, for him to continue like lying about it. Who were like, yeah, but it's a better story if I, if I claim there were three guys. And you go, like, but they weren't. And you go, no, nah, no, they weren't. But it was just a fun story. Like, there are people... Yeah, which which is kind of a different approach. Like I think Boris Johnson in the UK. Oh, there we go. There's another. There's one. Yet another. Yeah, I, I meant to say that, that was there. That's not mine. I swear no, that was God. my one. No, I have the worst. I should take a picture of this setup. I don't have any place to put drinks, <laughs> so they're on the ground. Second glass of and then the, the rug is camouflaged. So you can't see. Yeah, the rug is the color of water stains. <laughs> yeah. yeah. By the way, do you guys like uh, interior by Craigslist? Everything you see here was purchased within it's a three-day span on Craigslist. It's got a nice, light, clean feel. <laughs> but the rug is. Nice and hydrated. Yes. But Boris Johnson in the UK, who was behind one of the guys behind Brexit and started out years ago, he was a journalist for the Daily Telegraph and he was like their Europe correspondent. He started the flood of bullshit stories coming from Europe that then other newspapers had to pick up on of like, they want to regulate the shape of bananas and like, it's all bullshit. <laughs> yeah. But I think in his case, he's not a, compuls- a pathological liar. He is more like the kind of, he's that sort of, ah, oh, it's a better story that way. He just doesn't give a shit. Like that's mm-hmm. the difference. Yeah. He's like, he doesn't care that what he's spreading is bullshit because it suits his purpose. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think the ex I was talking he's about like just a person, like, her, you know what he's she's like? Just, she's sick. Like, he's she's like mm-hmm. a person who like, you know, like when you're dreaming and you realize you're dreaming and you realize you can just control everything that happens in lucid the dream. Dreaming. That's, yeah. he's like, it's like we're in his lucid dream. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. That's the best. Yeah, that yeah. explains everything. I'm just going to start abusing these people and see what happens. Yeah, I will <laughs> make it so. They're not going the way that I would like them to go, so like, I will make them. What would it be like if I just called her a bitch in a press conference? It's a dream. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know why when I stick my arms up in the air, I don't start flying. That, i got to work that part out soon. i the Hitler but, symbol okay. on national television. <laughs> it's a dream. What happens? <laughs> Is that what it's called? The Hitler symbol? The Hitler symbol. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Hitler symbol. Uh, that's, the, that's the thing that you like tape into a window, and you shine a light behind, and Hitler comes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Hitler comes. He tapes. He tapes on his mustache. Like I his, saw my light. How am I needed? The Clark Kent of Hitler is like just no mustache. He just like has a, a couple mustaches on his dresser. He, he tapes on when he becomes Hitler. Yeah. He puts up one arm. And he flies with one arm. <laughs> 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 or he always has the mustache. He just puts his finger up when he walks around. <laughs> and then when he's Hitler, he removes his finger. I didn't flies. even realize it was No one can recognize him. He just has to go out of the room like here. Where did... <laughs> where, where, where did that young journalist go? By the way, did you guys see, this isn't worthy of an entire official story on the show, but um, this was making the rounds. There was an article, a study about um, the Clark Kent effect and whether whether wearing glasses alone sometimes is enough of a disguise. And they found that there was like a tiny, but but I guess statistically significant decline in people's ability to tell the person was the same person when they put on glasses. When they just put on glasses. But it went well, from like 80% recognition to like 74%, but only if it's strangers, not if it's someone you know. But, but I, also, thought that, okay. I thought that there was like, it was a known fact that you could rob a bank by putting a 
ba- a band-aid over the bridge of your nose because it alters a stranger's ability to identify. That, All they can see is the band-aid. What brazen bank robber oh. to actually put that to the test <laughs> that and is, be like, no, I've that heard, is a no- I don't need a mask. I just need that feels phenomenon. like a rumor that, strip over my nose. That feels like a rumor that the police have put out there. <laughs> like, but, I, I, and also they have to tell you if they're an undercover cop. <laughs> there was that guy. I think the reason that the Dunning-Kruger effect, which is the... Um, the term for people's lack of understanding the less you know about something the more kind of confident you are about the knowledge of it is that what it sort of says matt dunning kruger was that um, that's true for me yeah the dunning kruger <laughs> effect sort of says like yeah the the less you know about a subject the less able you are to perceive your ignorance of it right so right. in other words yes yeah, so the, the people who are the people who overestimate their ability in things are the the most the lowest. are the least experts, which yeah. kind of makes sense. Most, like, if, like for example, the dumber you are, the more likely you are to be uh, falsely confident of your ability in some area. The, the worse you are at that thing. Like, talking I, politics, I feel yeah, like well, that's like you, a, the classic. Well, in general, like if you, but it sort of makes it like if you're a professional race car driver, you probably have a very accurate under, appreciation of your driving skills, like because you, you know to within milliseconds what you're able and what you're not able to do. It's whereas, like the known, whereas we probably overestimate our driving skills by substantially more. Yeah, mm-hmm. they know what they don't know. We don't even know what we. If you're lower on the skill spectrum on something, you don't even know what you don't know. Right. So you don't even have a picture of the whole thing to realize how. Anyway, that whole Dunning Kruger thing I think started because one of one of the researchers, either Dunning or Kruger, read an article about this guy who robbed the bank, um, by after putting I think lemon juice on his face because he'd read you can use that as invisible ink or something or what? putting invisible ink on his face like his face is totally visible and... yeah what but, fantastic imagination that man it's, oh, I have found pictures there are pictures of b- bank robbers bank robber. with band-aids over their nose but they're quite large ones that Oy. sort of change the shape of the face okay yeah, make, so, makes his nose bigger. It does kind of make sense because it does break up the little? shape of his picture. <laughs> see a little. That's just a guy in a mask. Which I would Isn't imagine. Isn't that just Humpty Hump from Digital Underground? <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of bad ideas, we got a story from Justin Broad. By the way, you can email stories, as always, to probablyscience at gmail.com. And thank you guys for doing that. My favorite we got this week um, was about... Uh, <laughs> A, a popular education program that encourages teenagers to care for a robot baby could actually increase the risk of teen pregnancy rather than reduce it. <laughs> this is fun. According to a West Australian I, I could study. Do this. I could do this. Literally, that's what happened. That is exactly what happened. Uh, so 3,000 West Australian schoolgirls between 13 and 15 years old participated in the Telethon Kids Institute study, which assessed the impact of the virtual infant parenting program. Half of the girls participated in the VIP program um, where they were required to care for this robot baby or infant simulator, while the other half was given the standard health education curriculum. And researchers were given access... 100% of that 50% (laughs) got pregnant immediately. Um, So they followed those girls until they were 20 years old. They found 17% of those who did that um, fake baby program had gotten pregnant by then, and only 11% of those who did not did. So it's the exact opposite effect of what they're looking for. Um, so researchers, uh, they said the study did not explore why the program had failed, but anecdotally, it seemed the girls enjoyed the process of caring for a baby, <laughs> which when you think about it, it makes sense because like we're all built to reproduce yep. and you're like showing someone and they get all this attention at school because they're carrying around this fake baby. Like I could get the hang of this. And they like, succeed. They're like, I succeeded at that. Yeah. So now I can, I'm just the training wheels. Now I can take those off and just yeah. get straight up pregnant. This baby yeah. won't turn off though. <laughs> As it turns out. Um, 
there's it was like I think we might have covered this on the show a while ago, but there was a similar story where it turns out not only does those scared straight programs that they where they sort of introduce kids to prisoners and I go this will be you if you don't not only doesn't work but again might actually be counterproductive. Yeah, I can imagine I can- that. That someone comes out with like, you know, a teardrop tattoo, just like, <laughs> yeah, I'm in it now. I'm in it. Yeah, I'm in it to win it. Let's fucking commit to this thing. So yeah, one of the researchers, Dr. Brinkman, she's recommended. Um, what did I assume it's a she? I don't even know if it's a she. Um, Good Brinkman for you. Is Good yeah, for you, you know what? But then is it reverse sexism because it's like because it has to do with reproduction? I'm yeah. assuming it's you, a you female. Think only a female ah. scientist wants to know about this. I gotta find <laughs> shame the on you. First time this is mentioned. <laughs> They didn't give Brinkman a first name, so I'm going to go with female. Uh, Dr. Brinkman has recommended schools stop using such programs. In terms of trying to prevent teenage pregnancy, I think on the basis of our results, I don't think it's a good public spend, she said. She said, okay, I must you have subconsciously. It. You did it. Mm-hmm. Brinkman yeah. doesn't even sound like, I don't even think there's a woman named Brinkman. No. <laughs> there is a sketch That's a very, that's a very male surname. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, don't, don't, don't give your children uh, infant simulators because they might get the hang of infants. I just want to see an infant simulator. Yes. Like, how realistic are they? You put on the 3D goggles. You You get in and it's like buffeting you around. (laughs) Long and short of it is don't put them in arcades. (laughs) No. Uh, Yeah, so thank you, Justin Broad, for sending that in and and sending in so many other great stories. Um, Hey, here's a story of... um... A, a kid that wasn't looked after well, or actually mm-hmm. maybe an adult. I guess an adult. I'm just th- assuming kid because he's young. But Lucy, the earliest known human ancestor. Mm-hmm. Is it the earliest known? Earliest known human ancestor. Yeah. I don't know whether it is the or earliest early, known or it's certainly early, a very early known. Early Humanoid. Good, good specimen that was... Yeah. yeah. New evidence suggests that the famous fossilized human ancestor, dubbed Lucy, uh, died from falling from a great height, probably out of a tree. <laughs> I think that's Lucy, why I assumed Lucy, it was a kid, Lucy. just because why was an adult in a tree? But um, really, but then are we going to start ridiculing Lucy? <laughs> <laughs> An idiot, Lucy. She was a girl. She probably did crooked dumb Lucy stuff. up in the tree. <laughs> CT scans have shown injuries to her bones similar to those suffered by modern humans and similar falls. The 3.2 million year old hominin was found on a treed floodplain, making a branch her most likely final perch. It bolsters the view that her species. Australopithecus afarensis spent at least some of its life in the trees. Uh, writing in the journal Nature, researchers from the US and Ethiopia described a vertical deceleration event. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> a fall, just say a fall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which well, they, it's not the falling, it's, just, it's the stopping, it's the deceleration. Well, that is I would true. argue... Yes. She also uh, discussed government information. Well, on, I was going to say, I would argue that she had actually <laughs> taken gathering to the next level. Said, hey, we don't only have to pick off the floor, we can also climb the yeah. tree. Uh-huh. Maybe she Everyone's, was hunting. She Maybe was she was going first. after a seagull without alcohol. Maybe, <laughs> but I was saying she was so successful that society was praising her, and she was assassinated, and thus the patriarch That's began. True. Okay, she climbed okay. too high. She climbed too high. Above her station. <laughs> <laughs> My theory is she, she was close no friends with Vince Foster, and the crooked Clintons caught wind of what her shenanigans. <laughs> um. So they argue that this caused Lucy's death. In particular, they point to a crushed shoulder joint of the sort seen when we humans reach out our arms to break a fall, as well as fractures of the ankle, leg bones, pelvis, ribs, vertebrae, 
arm, jaw, and skull. That's a big fall. Yeah. Uh, uh, but then again, uh, three million years of bones being compressed doesn't like ever make them break. Or I, I guess they you have some evidence of the timing, or you know whether the right. bones were alive when they were broken, or this oh, tissue was alive when it was let's broken. Let's see. Well, uh, the lead author John Kappelman from the University like of Texas in Austin. Um, says, well, starts off by saying, we weren't there, we didn't see it. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying, John. Thank, Thank you. you, Professor. Yeah. But the I'm su- not sure I believe that. <laughs> but the subset of fractures we've identified are fully consistent with what's reported in a voluminous orthopedic surgical literature about full victims who've come down from height. It's a long way to say, I didn't see nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's tested every day in emergency rooms around the planet. Uh, discovered in Ethiopia's Afar region in 1974, Lucy's 40% complete skeleton is one of the world's best-known fossils. She was around 1.1 meters, which is about 3 foot 7 tall, and oh. is thought to have been a young adult when she died. Her species uh, shows signs of having walked upright on the ground and had lost her ancestors' ape-like grasping feet but also had an upper body well-suited to climbing. Uh, the bones of this well-studied mm. skeleton are in fact laced with fractures, like most fossils, but modern tools such as high-resolution CT scanners, uh, with these, ru- researchers can start to unpick which ones were injuries and which ones happened during the intervening millennia. Uh-huh. Passed and answered. Okay. So these fractures have been known since we were d- she was discovered, uh, Professor Kapperman told the news. Uh, I've looked at this fossil for 30 years, and I knew these fractures were there. Um... But it was during a brief break in uh, Lucy's 2008 tour of U.S. museums that he and his colleagues found time for the scans. They were able to get permission from the Ethiopian government. And after the exhibit closed down, they brought them to the campus and had a high-resolution scan. Um, and what they do is they look inside mineralized, the mineralized rocks and bones. And Lucy, says the professor, as much as we love her, she is a rock. She's fully mineralized. But peering inside the bones in minute detail... The scanner showed several of the fractures were green stick breaks. The bones had bent and snapped like a twig, something that only happens to healthy living bones. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, oh like a green, which... like, a, like a, a branch. Oh, that yeah, that has that moisture and life has, in it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, remember learning, I remember learning about that at school years ago, how young, even in younger, like kids, kids' bones break differently to older adults' bones because older adults are more brittle. Brittle, yeah. A, kid bo- a kid's bone is much, is generally... Flexible, yeah, it bends yeah. more and then breaks like a green branch. Well, the picture it paints for me really is, you know, why we should appreciate modern medicine. Because imagine what happened: she falls out of the tree. Yeah. A group of people look at her and go, <laughs> "She doesn't have insurance." Shit! <laughs> they go, yeah. "Damn, that sucks," and they walk away. <laughs> There's do? literally nothing they oh, can do. Oh man! Uh, yeah. <laughs> bye, Lucy. <laughs> bye, Lucy. All right. Well, that was. Bye, bye. Uh, Thanks for the. All coconut. right, take a stuff. <laughs> By the way, did you guys catch Looking Lucy on the 2008 tour? I feel like the 2008 tour Lucy did, I think she, she should have packed it in before oh, that. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I prefer her to play, old stuff. Right, yeah. She's trying to play, play stuff she off a new album. The new like, album. Come on. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's she propped up by opiates. Um, <laughs> so sad. So there you go. There, there were no signs of healing in the bones. So, these, so it was probably the thing that happened around the time of her death. Mm-hmm. Um, a fatal fall also fits with the fact that Lucy's tiny first rib is broken the bone is small and heavily protected. If it's fractured, says the professor, Professor Kaplan, you're having a bad day. When you look at rib fractures, the first rib is the most rarely fractured. It takes a high amount of chest trauma. Mm-hmm. Does first mean That's highest up or lowest down? I don't highest. know. Let's I look. believe it's the top. 
because oh, there's these, a little there's a little reconstruction of how Lucy might have fallen, and it's oh, really sad. Oh, oh Lucy, Luce. oh there it is, Lucy, <laughs> so graceless. It looks. It does. <laughs> is there any good way it to looks, fall out of a tree? Like a zombie. Like her ghost is leaving her body in that picture. <laughs> I mean, it looks like she doesn't know how to catch herself, but she's never tripped and fallen because she's falling upright with her hands in front of her, not towards the ground. Yeah. It says, Whoa. um. Oh, Lucy. It says the most compelling piece of the puzzle is the shattered top of the fossilized humerus bone, Lucy's upper arm. If our hop- hypothesis stands up, says Professor Kaplan, it tells us that Lucy was conscious when she, f- when she reached out her arms to break her fall. The researchers even used their. Sk- their scans to 3D print Lucy's humerus and discuss it with orthopedic surgeons. So far, they've all agreed. At this point, I'm nine from nine, says Professor Kaplan, <laughs> on his blind test on unsuspecting bone doctors, adding that he printed out the bones in an enlarged form so they appeared human. Everyone agrees this is a fall from height. Well, do they have her legs? Because here she's hitting her legs. That, yeah, first of all, that yeah. is a picture of a man. That, yeah. <laughs> that is... Lucy is as God made her. That's supposed to be Lucy, Let's, yeah. Okay, but, so, but she hit her legs first. Oh, this is cool. That's the government like, of yeah. Ethiopia have made the files available online for you to 3D print Lucy. Amazing. Oh, sweet. They've released their files of Lucy's right shoulder and her left knee, so anyone with an interest can print Lucy out and evaluate the fractures and their hypothesis for themselves. That's pretty cool. Um, for all four people who have 3D, have 3D printers. 3D printers. <laughs> the ink is so expensive. That's, what they, that's how they get you. <laughs> Give away the 3D the printer, sell the ink. Um... The Texas team estimated the height of the fall was between 12, around 12 meters, which is 40 feet, falling at a speed of 60 kilometers per hour, which is 35 miles an hour. Okay. Um, so, uh, I'm finding out what the first rib is. Okay, the elevated first rib is, yeah, it's the top. It's the one... Oh, it's the most protected. That makes sense. Almost, most yeah. Protected. Sort of just below the collarbone, kind of inside the neck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Poor Lucy. Poor Luce. Let loose the loose. She, pr- if that hadn't happened, she'd probably be dead by now anyway. That's a good point. Let loose the loose. <laughs> she probably would be dead by now. Yeah. Or if she wasn't dead, she would be in better shape during her recovery, thanks to uh, a recent discovery of what could be a quote perfect painkiller without side effects. Have Ooh. you guys heard about this? Have you guys no. heard about this? Uh, this perfect painkiller? I haven't, but can we take a moment for this perfect segue? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I had a month to work on that. Uh, yeah, this new drug discovered um, by a team including Nobel Prize winning chemists that shows promise as a replacement for opium-based drugs like morphine, uh, although it's only been tested in mice so far. So yeah. So it doesn't have the addictive quality. Yeah, it doesn't have the potentially lethal side effects, which I think is mostly about inhibiting breathing, right? Isn't that how most mm-hmm. opiate-based overdoses kill you? Is I'm not sure. I'm not either. Oh, so this is a type of drug that you can take that will never kill you? Ah, uh, might be a perfect drug. <laughs> you can yeah. take so much of it. If they made a perfect morphine that has no side effects, how like, does it? Uh, oh, change we're your- so does it also not Does it also not have a eu- euphoric effect? Yeah, how does it change your appreciation of music? What does, your, what, does, what does it do to your poetry? Am I going to get more or less into fish? Yeah. Um, so yeah, this a team that includes uh, Professor Brian Kobilka, a Nobel Prize winning chemist of Stanford. They discovered this drug called PZM21 after evaluating some 3 million different compounds. So morphine, which is derived from the opium poppy, works by acting on receptor in the, a receptor in the brain that reduces pain, but it also affects the different receptor 
that can lead to fatal breathing problems in the event of an overdose. But this drug, PZM21, which again, so far has only been tested on mice, appears to act on the first receptor to about the same level as morphine without significantly changing that second one that affects breathing. So, and it causes less constipation than opiate drugs, which is a factor that limits how much yeah, sounds like a party. No, but if listeners call now, they can get free tickets to PZM21 at Lollapalooza <laughs> next year. <laughs> there is a, there's totally going to be a jam band called that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Is, is euphoria free? Just a jam band. <laughs> is removal of pain the same as euphoria, or is that a different thing? Like, well, because you- there's like, I, no, because- I seem to remember there's three different ways that painkillers can work. There's like, there's neurological. Well, yeah, there's like e- each of them blocks a different bit of the the process of like pain something experience. like a nerve a nervous firing to say pain is happening, and then that travels up the body and goes and then signals in the brain this hurts. Mm-hmm. And each I think each one sort of some of them block the nerve from firing. Mm-hmm. Some of them interfere with the signal going between that nerve and the brain. Mm-hmm. And then some of them directly affect the brain and switch off the bit that says, ow. Mm-hmm. That's, they think this one does that because it appears to have little effect on reflex responses linked to the spinal cord. That's, um, that's an incredibly simplified version, by the way, and probably inaccurate. Please, listeners, write in with a correction <laughs> to probablyscience at gmail.com and with cool stories like Morgan Perrine did. This was one of Morgan's stories. <laughs> he sent in a ton. Thank you, Morgan. Yeah. I think there's a fourth way uh, pain comes work, and that's just the way that The Rock operates, which is just... <laughs> just suck it up, man. Just suck it up. <laughs> Refusal to acknowledge. Impenetrable That's really how, mental. They, how they found this drug, was by studying The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> how do you do it, man? How do you do it? Just, What's attitude. happening? What this drug does is it gives you a good attitude. <laughs> <laughs> An impenetrable mental state. So, yeah, again, it's only been studied in mice so far, but those mice didn't get constipated and um, nice. they did not show signs of addiction. So it's it's positive. It didn't appear to affect their breathing. Um, and the painkilling effect lasted for up to three hours, which is substantially longer than the maximum dose of morphine. So this might be a, a groundbreaking thing. Um, but I'm still not finding anything about the euphoria in particular. Christian. <laughs> it's really not interesting without that. Yeah, it's how does no one even wants this drug when the doctor recommends it? <laughs> well, yeah, it's not morphine. Though. I Can think I get that it that? sounds a bit more medically sound than, than the solution, which is to get you super <laughs> high on an addictive an drug. Yeah. They said it's not addictive, not it's constipating, not addictive. doesn't depress your breathing. So I oh, just I, I have so, yet to see about the euphoria part. So if it's not addictive, then it definitely doesn't get you high because that's what I mean. I guess you oh, can uh, yeah, you you develop could, a chemical you dependency, but but I think the real addiction is pleasure. Yeah, it's well. I mean, it's it's. It's zapping the neurons that are experiencing pleasure or whatever, the pleasure center in your brain. Maybe you science boys can help me out on that. But that in uh, its, of itself, wanting to refill that. Yeah. I don't the, know. There's, there are things that like affect serotonin and things that affect <clears throat> dopamine, right? Like alcohol is more dopamine and um, like ecstasy and things like that are more about serotonin, serotonin. right? Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't want to be. This I think is probably they are about right. Again, we will have people who know this far better yeah. than us who will yeah. correct us. But yeah, I'm... Pr- I'm pretty certain ecstasy affects serotonin levels. I mean, that's yes. definitely the case. It either yes. it either floods the it synapse flood. with it or it stops it from being taken back up, right? Yeah, well, that's what um, SSRIs, SSRIs, the anti-depression drug, class of drugs, 
that's uh, I think it's like selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. It stops yes. the body from reabsorbing the serotonin. Ah. So it just keeps more of itself. Reuptake is the part I always get lost in that. <laughs> just, just the, uh, the uptake, I'm fine with. The reuptake. <laughs> the reuptake. All right. I don't know anything about this process. Have you guys heard, and maybe your listeners will know this, that ecstasy was originally designed for marriage counseling? Yeah, I, I don't know if it was designed for I heard it was used for wow. that like early in its Ecstasy days. Or, you know, MDMA. And it was for effective, right? Yeah. And, and for like PTSD treatment and things mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. There's lots of... Um, and then, yeah, mushrooms, they've done great stuff with uh, treating people who are in hospice, dealing with end-of-life stuff. Taking mm. mushrooms is like really helpful for that. Yes, of course. Guys, You're if like, we could God just open here, up God our... Seems like it'd be helpful for we almost every situation. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> is there anything the mushrooms can't fix? It turns out it's the, fun to take mushrooms. It's interesting <laughs> when you... Yeah. <laughs> study study finds mushrooms kick ass. People who are not enjoying their job take it. Happy. Uh, <laughs> a traffic jam. You Baristas at the Starbucks take it. You make the day go by. And it gets the, they more. get the foam so much more accurate. <laughs> I love a, an angry couple taking MDMA together, though. Yeah. It would be. I, mean, I think it would be effective. Yeah, now I'm trying to decide whether I've admitted what I've done on this podcast or not. Um, <laughs> what did you do? And no, I mean, what what things I've ingested because <laughs> I have family members that listen to this. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I wonder what happens when one takes a drug such as that with a significant other. I wonder what that's like. Yeah, I hear from a friend <laughs> <Yeah>. of mine. <laughs> what do you hear? That uh, my my friend. Uh, Gandhi Bud. <laughs> Gandhi Bud. It's a, the worst, the most non name. <laughs> Gandhi. Gandhi, Gandhi Bud. Bud. Short, for, short for Gandrew. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, don't, I've not, I actually have not taken MDMA. But You've not? No. Wait, you are the 90s. <laughs> it's, yeah, it didn't exist. It didn't exist when, uh, yeah, when I would have done that. Wait, interesting. I, no, it's, it definitely did. Like that's just did the, it did. Yeah, yeah. It's been around since, in the '90s. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, that, that was, was like, like when it was the whole, the whole Manchester, culture. the whole Manchester like music scene in the '90s. So yeah, like, New I Order mean, and the Happy Mondays and it was everything. All about sneaker yeah, pimps. Are you kidding? Why well, had I never heard of it? Was I just <laughs> you were locked somewhere? What were the? So you you uh, were ecstasy was was. And the available. whole rave scene, like the whole yeah, rave that's scene what it was, was basically the 90s. But it was ecstasy was what the the big new drug was when that's I was. That's what it was. That's the same that's thing. MDMA. Most people are just claiming yeah. that, that it's like the most pure form of it. But it's, MDMA is okay. the active ingredient in ecstasy. Yeah. Although okay. ecstasy tablets problem, normally have other variants and have some mm-hmm. kind of amphetamine like speed in there too. Typically, yeah. And that's that's why people made this claim, this sort of selling point on Molly where it's not ecstasy because it doesn't have the additives right, or whatever. Right. And there was a time when you could just get it at a bar. It wasn't illegal. Ecstasy. There was a. Wait, I thought you just said you never heard of it. Now you're saying you could get. No, he didn't know that it was MDMA. MDMA. I I hadn't heard. He didn't know that was the core. (laughs) The weirdest lie. Why did you pretend not to know that? Just three minutes ago. No, I've been drinking. (laughs) No, I've been drinking ethanol and driving. So you've been drinking Heineken that has ethanol as its active ingredient. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't had any booze. Be drinking alcohol or anything. <laughs> so, Christian, you were playing. You, you, did you have a degree in music performance? Is that right? Or you? I st- didn't get a degree in music performance, but um, music was your thing before comedy. It was. And yeah. then, when did Mad TV come in? Was that you did Groundlings um, and then Mad? Yes. After that, I, I was in uh, 
music school and I was like writing and doing little fun, funny videos and stuff and so I wanted mm-hmm. and I sold all my music equipment and moved out here from Berkeley from from uh, Berkeley in Boston right. yeah oh wait were you there we must have talked about this at the same time as Brendan Small or not I don't know um, I I've met Brendan but we haven't really talked about it. I yeah. I mentioned I was at Berkeley in an email once to him he was coming to do a little joy and, okay. uh, but I didn't do that show. I never got to talk to him about it. I was going to say, if you were playing in bands in the 90s and didn't know about these drugs, I would have been surprised. But, yeah. <laughs> he was studying Berkeley's classical guitar. Berkeley is all pot and okay. LSD. Like it was, there's really like musicians. Musicians, I don't know. They just didn't seem like... Ecstasy wasn't like really a thing that was floating around the school. Yeah. A lot of like, pot dealers like in the dorms. That was like dance music though. scene more than... What's that? That was like more the dance music Ravey, scene than, yeah. 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 than the rave scene. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, in the 90s, I was more embedded in the hip-hop scene, but we would go to raves, and I hated techno music, but we went anyway, if you I get, follow. I get what you're saying. <laughs> some, there was something that made the techno a little more bearable. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it turned out there was an experience to be had there. What, 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 <laughs> what part of the country was this? San Francisco. Oh, nice. And you, you weren't going to raves with Moshe Kasher, were you? No, I think I think Moshe and I are maybe a couple of years apart, and he's also Oakland. I was in the city, oh, okay. and we probably would have ended up. We could have been at the same raves, certainly. Because he got sober at sixteen and hasn't yeah. touched a substance since, but then got into raves. I'm like, you went to raves sober? Yes, <laughs> terrible like idea. Worst. Yeah, he also, doesn't done he like, also do? He volunteers at Burning Man he's, every he's year. He's there right now. He's, he's currently. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Moshe's done row, something like sixteen Burning Mans, and or is it Burning's Man? <laughs> and. <laughs> He's been and the rave scene time. also, but yeah. Burning's men. <laughs> burning men? Burning yeah. men. He's been a 16 burning men. Burning yeah. men. That's what it is. Definitely. By the way, yeah, listeners who emailed to ask about meeting up there, sorry we both couldn't do it for job reasons. So. We both got writing jobs that clashed. It's a bummer. Next year. Definitely next I year. Was, there was a bit of me that was maybe tempted for a second to try and go like Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And that's just yeah, a waste. it wouldn't be worth it. Um, it seems very... And like the expense is pretty much the same whether you're there for a week or a week or three days. Yeah, right. that's true. That's right. true. Um, been. Yeah. What? You got to go one time, no. just I, once. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. forgot that you're super into it. I'm not super. I've gone twice. I just I, forgot I think that it's you're worth so doing. Into it. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that that's. I Andy forgot Burning that Man you're would. one of those Japanese businessmen who gets all naked on top of a van. <laughs> 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 Got to release. It's that. great. I did see Natasha Leggero t- uh, tweeting from it, so I'm glad she Moshe talked her into going back. It's I fully saw, yeah, connected I saw cool. now, which is kind of depressing. That it's oh, is there everyone can get signals? There well, now? everyone seems to be tweeting and Instagramming oh. from there now, uh, so now, and it's like I guess last year was like the last last year you could kind of get on a different network, but it wasn't like my phone connected to some weird network and then instantly ran out of data and I didn't want it on anyway. So I turned yeah. it off, but they had a thing set up for the crew. They would always have a thing set up so people could communicate beforehand as they're building. And then they would turn it off on like Tuesday of the oh, week. And there is uh, wifi and stuff there that some people have set up with satellite links, but now it seems like everyone's just on normal. Like a friend of mine was just texting like that me. should not be right. Isn't that? Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah. There is a bit of me that wish I wishes I'd gone 10 years ago before there were really any, media there there were no yeah. ones taking photographs there mm-hmm. i think you needed an official photographer pass if you wanted to take pictures mm-hmm. and that's now gone because everyone is walking um, around yes. with a device that can take high quality photos right um huh. well but i mean part of it too is evolu- there, the whole thing is meant to be sort of an organic experience or a natural 
trade experience or whatever though the setup what do you what, how would you articulate the philosophy um, okay. i mean what? it's it's about like including everybody i'm not not trying to get all hippie-ish about it but yeah like they have like guiding principles and some of those are you know inclusion no matter what radical inclusion they call it which sounds stupid but mm-hmm. um and no exchange of of anything like it's not even transactional in the way people assume it's like a bartering or like tit for tat but it's all like gifting so yeah i mean theoretically you should be gifting something also if you're going and not just be a taker but that's just because it doesn't feel good to be a a mooch the whole week you know but everything is just kind of like here have this have this right yeah people give away meals and drinks and stuff yeah and then ideally you do as well but not necessarily at that moment you like ideally contribute in a different way on a different part at some point right and then there's also just tons of drugs and parties but yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) i guess you could argue that Technology is then a natural evolution. If you once you start to accept that as part of yeah, and the whole thing is is language. very heavily populated by people from the San Francisco tech scene, right? So it's it's not good. It, not even just not in the not in the bad. It seems like you're saying it as a like no, but it's bro, like bro coders or whatever. But I mean, it's like it's been a isn't that a thing? It's been like connected it. for many years. Like <laughs> yeah. it's been like the whole the Google doodles started the f- the very first one was when they basically went we're off to burning man uh-huh. oh, that was the first that. google doodle really uh, nice but yeah there's also uh, people that build it we had a guy on um matt faulkner who was part of this group that built this giant tesla coil that played music and shot like eight foot lightning bolts oh wow it was really cool yeah so there's a lot of cool i mean honestly if you didn't like any substances at all it's still amazing the yeah. shit people build like you could just wander around the desert the whole time and just happen upon these amazing climbable installations and just like mind-blowing art pieces yeah it's it's really cool mm-hmm. i recommend it um we couldn't make it um i don't have a good segue for this but uh do you guys like tasmanian devils <laughs> that's the best thing we could come up with they seem interesting right <laughs> i don't know much about them <laughs> favorite animal <laughs> Top 10 easily. Well, apparently they may be developing a resistance to deadly cancer and the species may save itself. Ooh, I like huh. that. Oh, that's Amazing, the story right? I thought, this is the story that Claire Drew sent in. Yeah, thank you, Claire. Oh, so um, the devil will save humanity? That... Right? The same devil that planted those fake Lucy bones for us. Tasmanian devils are Tasmanian developing devil resistance crazy. to uh, the devil facial tumor disease. So cute. Potentially saving themselves from extinction, according to new research. Uh, this study published in the journal of the journal Nature Communications looked at tissue samples taken from Tasmanian devils at three sites across the state over a 17-year period. And researchers have identified genetic changes in the mammal that are associated with fighting cancer. University of Tasmania's School of Biological Sciences associate professor Mena Jones said it was a significant find. The main result of this study is that the devil is evolving at a genomic level. By the way, just that That's sentence cool. by itself sounds like the devil is evolving at a <laughs> genomic <laughs> level. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Like, yes, he is. <laughs> the greatest trick devil ever pulled was evolving at a genomic level. Uh, the regions in its DNA that are changing in response to the disease are those that are associated with cancer and immune function. Um, the, the devil facial tumor disease is a transmissible cancer that was first discovered 20 years ago. And since then, the devil population, I love it, keeps getting abbreviated devil, has declined by more than 80%. Researchers expected the species would build a resistance to the cancer, but were surprised at how quickly the devils were adapting. When a new disease enters a population, it's often very devastating. It's often highly lethal to that animal, and that puts a lot of evolutionary pressure on the animal to survive the disease. 
which is not how I thought evolution worked. That seems like an animal's like hunkering down, like, oh, gotta evolve this resistance because my friends are dying. Let's all get together and Let's, talk about mm, this. How can yeah. we defeat this disease just through sheer willpower? Right. The Deepak Chopra effect. You gotta pray it away. Yeah. Uh, the pathogen, in this case, the tumor, um, they expect it to become less dangerous to devils over time and uh, expect the devils to evolve resistance and tolerance. And this is the first evidence they have of that. Um, the findings were unexpected. The, I guess Tasmanian devils have very low genetic diversity, and evolution can happen rapidly, but it needs existing genetic variation to work from. So to find this rapid change in populations with low genetic diversity is something they didn't expect. Where do they live? Um, Tasmania, I presume. I presume, to, yeah. No, uh, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> uh, I think it's a trick. <laughs> I think it's a trick the devil pulled to make us believe that the bones are the... Well, I, I tell you what, though. We can try and work out where they live, but we'll probably be off by a couple of centimeters. Oh, there's a good segue. I like that. Oh, I this, that? this is a story. We have quite a few Australian listeners and quite a few people sent stuff in. Uh, we, By the way, we will, uh, this story, and when we'll post all the stories up on probablyscience.com, uh, where you can find all of our past episodes and also our donation button. We should probably mention this because holy crap, have a lot of people been kind enough to give us money in the time that we've been away and we really appreciate that. Yeah, you thank guys, you. I can't believe you guys didn't give up on us when we were gone. So thank you. Firstly, huge, huge thanks to the monthly donations, uh, particularly the very generous ones from uh, Linda Moulton, uh, Catherine Lubiak and Justin Broad and also super generous from Ca- Caroline Laco, uh, Emma Wilton, Stephen Edmonds, Peter Lipsky, Matthew Arnold, Drew Chapman, uh, Rosalie Simonich, um, Murphy Shane, Zvonimir Kroons, Paul Freeland, Peter Long, Pandora Young, Destruction Lane. Who we've got the real name for that person. Like now, I can't remember who it is. Though. The PayPal is Destruction Lane. That's it's, what it says. Uh, it's from his company. Comes from the company PayPal, but that is not the name of the person. But still, I think it's probably better than any real name that we have. Uh, David Worth, James Cox, Stuart Holding, Lindsay Iserman, Tony Johansson. Ben Marriott, Brooks Gilmore, James Casson, Drew Chapman, Matthew Arnold, uh, another one from Rosalie Simonich, because uh, we have been, and Pandora Young, Peter Litsky, Murphy Shane, and Emma Wilton. Thank you so much, all of you. That was really cool of you. And then we also have some one off donations. Thank you very much, Lena Duffin, um, Angus Reynolds, uh, Richard White, and Super. And again, thank you very much for Peter Lipsky. So. Thank you, all of you. That was very, very cool of you. The yes. other way you can support us financially, and I know many of you have been as well, is to use our Amazon shopping link. If you happen to be shopping on Amazon, go through our link first. You can find the link on our website. Set that as your Amazon bookmarks. You don't need to remember anything. It just auto-completes, and we get a kickback. It costs you no extra. Mm-hmm. So that really helps us too. And the that other reminds way... reminds me. I forgot to buy this damn TV on Amazon. Are you fucking serious? Because that would have been... <laughs> Are you, you serious? It? You've got this... I just went to Best Buy because it's going around the corner. It's a huge Oh, TV. you didn't buy it on Amazon. Okay. I no. Thought... Oh, no okay. You thought I bought it on Amazon, but didn't. Oh, um... that, I'm fine with that then. If yeah. you bought it just from a shop, and but you just didn't... Yeah, it's a little... Is it too much? Is it too big no, for this no. tiny apartment? It's, Christian's it's a fan strange. of big TVs. Yeah. What's the thing beneath it? What's that big Oh, it's giant? a sound bar. That, which thing? That, yeah. With the red light? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just yeah. A, a sound thing. Um, but yeah, thank you. Um, yes, thank you guys Thank you so all much. of you. And also thank you everyone who's been spreading the word and tweeting and Facebooking mm-hmm. and various other social media spreading the word of what it is we do we really appreciate that, that and we'll get right. back to doing some more live uh facebook lives of our recordings once, once andy manages to find the tripod i couldn't the- find the tripod sorry i moved <laughs> things are moving around a lot it's, it's it's somewhere i have it somewhere in here um but yeah quite a few of you sent in this story about the location of australia being off oh, that's crazy in fact more than a meter 
more than a few centimeters. Australia's coordinates uh, are out by more than a meter, scientists say. Um, the continent of Australia is on the move, and experts at Geoscience Australia are trying to keep up. A team of scientists is about to recalculate the nation's latitude and longitude coordinates, which are currently out by more than 1.5 meters. Um, it will improve the accuracy. So getting on for sort of um, getting on for two yards as well for our imperial measurement people. Uh, it will improve the accuracy of all spatial information across the nation for a myriad of services, including transportation, personal navigation, and surveying. Uh, the framework currently in use, known as the Geocentric Datum of Australia, was last updated in '94. Because Australia sits on the fastest-moving continental tectonic plate in the world, coordinates measured in the past continue changing over time. The continent is moving north by about 7 centimetres each year, colliding with the Pacific plate, which is moving west about 11 centimetres each year. That's pretty quick. That is quite a lot. By by continental standards, that's a lot of movement. Earthquakes are caused when the build-up of tensions between these plates is released. Uh, Dan Yaksa from Geoscience Australia is working on the modernisation programme. He said the renewal was essential because there was a growing gap between the current positions and the coordinates used by global navigation satellite systems such as GPS. <laughs> we have points in Australia that are fixed to Australia, and the lines of latitude and longitude move with these points. The lines are fixed to the continent, but as time goes by, the position compared to a GPS position can create a difference. So every so often we need to change that. The new datum will be published early next year, but will be based on projections to 2020, which means that in 2017, the data will be out by about 20 centimeters, but the gap will slowly close each year. The last part of the article is just explaining why this is important. <laughs> yeah. I swear it matters. <laughs> I'm going to start calling Australia down under a little to the left. Uh, like and like back up right um, there. Large, large earthquakes often change the shape of a continental plate. For example, a magnitude 8.1 earthquake that struck north of... Um, Macquarie Island on December 23rd, 2004, the day before the devastating Indian Ocean tsunami. I guess, was that the cause of it? I presume it was. Shifted the distance between Sydney and Hobart by millimeters Hmm. and caused a noticeable tsunami in Hobart. What did it do to the rabbit-proof fence? Mm -hmm. Well, so driver... Oh, this will also affect... This will affect driverless cars as well. Hmm. They need the longitude and latitude directions to be corrected. To oh what yeah. Does does being that? I mean, it doesn't feel like it. a meter and a half. Like a, that's that's gonna that's that's a fair amount. But for, for a GPS, what does that do? A lot. I mean, if you wanted to send like a really accurate missile to someone's house, like a specific <laughs> okay. room, like and, a driverless car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just is a bomb. Yeah, it would you know it would park in the on the lawn instead of the driveway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It might change. I don't know how driverless cars. Are. Well, I guess driverless cars have have numerous different signals navigating them. So some of it will come from GPS, but I'm sure it's also optical. Yeah, it yes. has to be collecting real time information from the road because also mm-hmm. that's the most important because stuff in front of you is constantly changing, and you know you don't want to. I remember they're getting better, but early GPS particularly would constantly send you down the wrong way down one way streets, or yeah. you know there's yeah. road works and you go. It's trying to make you go away, and you're like, that, that's not a possible way to go. Right. By the way, this is a good time to plug once again my favorite uh, map-based thing, which is What Three Words. Have you guys seen What Three Words? No. It's a site that maps the entire world into uh, 10 foot by 10 foot squares. Okay. Or I guess probably three meter by three meter. And every square has three words that define it. So that's all you need to say that that's the location. Like, you don't need GPS coordinates. You don't need... So I can I can tell you what, the, uh, what some of the... One of the squares at my old house was. Now that I don't live there, so you can stalk the hell out of it. Uh, if, you, if you type in "woods leader bound," 
into what three words. It goes specifically to where my bedroom was in the old house. So it's a cool thing. If you're ever meeting somebody at like a park or a beach or something, you could like look at the app. It'll tell you the, the three words associated with where you are. Woods meter, did you say? Woods leader bound. L-I-T-E-R-L-E-A-D-E-R. How they generated? They just randomly generate them. Um, and it's there's so many combinations of three real words that you can cover the entire Woods? <laughs> well, I just dragged it around on my whole house till I found one I liked because there's like, you know, Here's 20, 30 different squares. Their website has suddenly oh, got more complicated. Just go to explore map. Okay. And then type in Woods Leader Bound. I just did that. It's Woods. How large is space? 10 foot by 10 foot squares. Wow. So if you're ever someplace that's not near roads, but you don't want to have to like send, not that you ever send coordinates, but like, it's just kind of cool that three words yeah. could define that's the entire. Hang on, yeah, it's oh, very okay. helpful. Leader. For the picnic scene. And then bound. Is it for the picnic scene? Yeah. I can never find my picnic. <laughs> Maybe put dots between them. Woods.leader.bound. This is really boring for I'm the sure list. Maybe Last time I tried this, it worked a lot better. Us by, I would say, rug.water.spill. I'm looking up rug.water.spill to see if that's a square on the planet somewhere. There we go. Got it. All right. Yeah, putting dots between it, doesn't it? Rug water spill does not look like it's anything yet. You can't pick the. It's just randomly, right. it's, and it's and it's fixed forever, presumably, or else it wouldn't be useful. But yeah, so it, it's also particularly useful in countries that don't have organized um, and rigorously worked out address systems, which many don't. Yeah. So places, cer- certain countries where people navigate by saying, "Oh, it's the third house past the blue post" or whatever, mm-hmm. where if you're then trying to send coordinated aid to that area or you know so help or trying to get an ambulance to go there or, or you every language there's different well it's all in english you can just drag drag the map over to somewhere in africa and see what the three english words are that that define it's it it's just a plot it's to like, make everyone speak english. yeah it's a weird form of imperialism <laughs> it's like google's really claimed every square inch of the planet it's not Google. it's a separate it's just its oh. own company what three words it's oh not, what three words yeah what, what three words.com got it how do i now Brilliant. put a marker on the map uh, click unlock pin and then it'll just follow wherever your map goes and tell you what the three words are for any place you are i mean i don't think it does it over the ocean let me see if it does this is horrible radio this is horrible audio Type we're doing right now eggs benedict mimosa Eggs. Oh, you're getting you're getting ready for this post recording brunch, aren't you? <laughs> hungry. That's um in Manitskotkatta. What what country is that? What? I'm gonna. S- <laughs> well, I like they don't the speak idea English, of... I don't think this it's really in cares. Greenland. It's in Greenland. Greenland? Yeah. That sounds kind of Benedict Mimosa is in Greenland. <laughs> what did you just said? Yeah. No. Yeah. There, yeah. There's probably a location for. A lot of combinations of three words. Not but every. I bet there's way more combinations of three words than, than there, there are squares on the planet. Sure. Though. I bet well, like how orders she just of magnitude. Three of them in one location is. That, I don't know it's, why. It, I bet you. What's oh, no, the eggs, percentile? Eggs, it went to eggs benefit mimosas. There's uh, no eggs benedict. <laughs> it was the closest. It's still pretty damn good. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good still. <laughs> I like the idea eggs of like benefit? a kind of eggs do benefit mimosas. It's also a statement mimosas. that is. <laughs> Yeah. I love the idea of like sort of a dumb socialite going, I want to pick my honeymoon 
<laughs> right. <laughs> I it's want the my honeymoon to Love, be fireworks. <laughs> Starlight. Hey, Where's that? I can't believe we nearly forgot to do this story, the by the way. Of the ocean. Let's, uh, yeah. It turns out to be somewhere terrible. Like, it's like a, like a manure, I feel. Um, it's, a, it's an alleyway behind a Starbucks. It's a cow barn that just exploded from fart gas. Sorry. Okay, probably science. It's a thing. We, it's should, a, yeah. we should do this story, uh, and then we should probably wrap up, but I can't believe we nearly forgot to do this story. Sent in by many people, including Holly Gabrielson from Colorado, Mm-hmm. Uh, FDA bans antibacterial oh, soaps. Yeah. No scientific evidence that it. they are safe and effective. Ban applies to soap with any of 19 chemicals, including triclosan. Um, Great. And a final ruling announced on Friday the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, is pulling from the market a wide range of antimicrobial soaps after manufacturers fail to show that these soaps are both safe and more effective than plain soap. The federal flushing applies to any hand soap or antiseptic wash product that has one or more of 19 specific chemicals in them. Does that include Purell? Um, they said they didn't actually recall alcohol-based hand sanitizer. Yes, hand it does, and that's wipes. being reviewed separately. Yeah. Uh, Just because of the psychological effects of Purell in your hands? Yeah. It's not actually doing anything? Does it do anything? It does. It's, I I, mean, yeah. I kind of don't believe in it. I'm, I'm of the school of, like, we need a certain amount of natural... Well, that's the thing, yeah. Because all these so things that are directly getting... off the floor. Yeah, well, <laughs> it says, it says these, pose, these pose little more... They have little more effect in killing germs than just normal soap mm-hmm. uh but they do have may actually pose risks including bolstering antibiotic resistant microbes yeah giving opportunistic pathogens a leg up and disrupting mi- and also disrupting microbiomes it's also probably killing healthy and useful bacteria it's incredible um, we should be washing with bacteria soap in yeah. a- well, well, according uh, to I've heard be... maria bamford's father is a dermatologist and i've heard he gives uh patients like this soap shaped block of wood uh-huh. And is like, wash with this. He's against actual soap. He tries to get people off soap because it strips your skin of so many oils that oh, it so needs. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, is he saying just what? I'm not even sure he's saying hands? really do it or it's just a joke or what. But basically, like there are people who are against even just standard soap. Like that's mm-hmm. not good for our skin. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you don't wash. You don't I'm, wash I'm, with Joe. So what's that? You don't wash with soap. Um, your face. I don't know that we should have said that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Your face. Some uh, people don't. I don't, wash, I don't wash my face. I haven't washed my face. Um, I mean, I run water over my face. Yeah, in I don't shower, But I don't, I don't wash it. I feel like you're stripping everything out of... I went through like a, a heavy like acne phase when I was in high school. And I... I think we all got into acne yeah, for a yeah. bit. <laughs> uh, I went through puberty is what I'm saying. I, I had acne before. It was cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I just I went through I this period I was like constantly washing my face, and it became like uh, like some kind of obsession compulsion, you know. And, yeah. and I and I stopped finally, and I think I just kind of restored all the oils in my face, and mm-hmm. you know the microbiome. And you got into reggae. Yeah, the microbiome. <laughs> I was I had I had disrupted it. But yeah, they do. Don't they theorize that like allergies are so much more prevalent now because we're keeping kids away from germs that might have like prevented that allergy from like we're too clean everything's it's gone it's yeah. too far people aren't exposed to it. enough bacteria mm-hmm. no and then i mean it, i sorry go ahead. oh i i just i definitely grew up in the extreme other end of it where like i i don't think i've ever taken antibiotics just by you know hippie parents at first they weren't really into like a bunch of meds or whatever yeah never took it hippies, super hippies and then she never rubbed t- ginger on her hands <laughs> I rub ginger on my hands. You just rub ginger on your hands. I do. Garlic. Oh yeah. To clean. Just yeah, try some tea tree oil for that infected just, just, eye. Yeah, yeah. jam a clo- clove of garlic 
in it. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. But I uh, never took it and then never and then never did. Just it just so happened. It wasn't yeah. that I was like I'm not against it. I just still have not. I think everyone and I don't really get sick. Try it would would urge people not to take any antibiotic anti um Jesus, what are they called? Oh my God, what did you just... Uh, penicillin. Antibiotics? Antibiotics, oh, yeah. yeah, unless yeah, yeah. they have to because the more we take them, the more right. resistant things get to them. Yeah, right. it does get hugely overprescribed, including yeah. for... Thi- like, doctors still have to fight to not give patients antibiotics when they have things like a cold, right. yeah. which is like viral, viral and has no yeah, effect yeah. on it. Yeah, because patient, patients want it, right? Yeah. They're Z-pack, like, right? give me the... That's the that's the that's the that's most one popular. Of, yeah, I think that's one of the most popular. Uh, that's uh, what's the actual drug in that? I forgot something with Z in its name, right? Uh, probably Zillicent or so, who knows? I, it's impossible to know. It's unknowable. I certainly couldn't type it into <laughs> the laptop in out? front of me and find out. I think it's like as a okay. Now I have to know it. God damn it. Well, Zithromax or azithromycin is the. Uh, now we know. Anyway, okay, so yes, so <laughs> antibacterial soaps, bad. Yeah. And then also there's the antibiotics that go into all of the livestock in America. Right, right. Which is just a massive cultivation. See, now are we getting close to conspiracy theory territory? No, that's like, not conspiratorial okay, yeah, at all. It's yeah, just like the they massive um, farming, um, far, livestock farming, they, they pump cows full of antibiotics uh, as a precautionary measure. They give it to them even when they're not sick because it, because they grow better. They grow more. Mm-hmm. And, and they, they don't drop they don't dead. don't get any illnesses. Right. But it just means you're constantly wildly overprescribing antibiotics to all of these animals. And then you're just cultivating antibiotic-resistant bacteria. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, does that pass to you through milk and meat? That's the conspiracy, that's, right? Yeah, that's what I wasn't sure about if that does... Is that a thing we've accepted is true? That like, that I don't know, but what it what it definitely does is just helps there become more resistance to bacteria. Right, right. And, so they yeah. could theoretically be causal in a, the development of some kind of mega Super kind bovine of bug that you can't sure. deal with. Yeah. And I wonder why people that are like anti-vaxxers haven't like as long as they're jumping on right. spurious spurious correlations. Like why haven't they jumped on like antibacterial? soap as causing their kids autism or something yeah. Or like, hamburgers yeah yeah they well i guess are. because they can shop at whole foods and make choices and um, yeah yeah it's not mandated but it's like those people are also the ones keeping their kids super clean thereby giving them allergies and who oh, knows yeah. maybe what else i don't know what am i why, why am i i have no horse in this race Whatever just rub your kids. We need yeah. to just pox. we need to go back to playgrounds with concrete grounds. Thank you. you know just yeah sandboxes full of razors and if you <laughs> And if your kid misbehaves, you beat him till he's nearly dead. It's the only way they learn. Let's be real. Get coffee That's tables they... with extra corners. Just yeah. put extra corners on things. That's what the they house. did to me. That's how I was raised. And apart from the fact that I'm filled with rage on a daily basis, it's done me no harm. But you know what point. helps with that? Mushrooms at work. <laughs> <laughs> They portray mushrooms to child abusers. Uh, very effective. <laughs> oh my gosh! If you've learned nothing today, it's that yeah, uh, don't take antibiotics. Take mushrooms. Hey, um, uh, Emily and Christian, where can our listeners find out more about you and what you're up to? I'm at emilymayamills.com and emilymayamills all over the web, Twitter, Facebook. Nice. You can find me on Twitter at Christian Duguay. And uh, have you got stuff coming up that they should check out? Uh, I just found out yesterday, and I'm super excited to know that the Disney XD cartoon that I recorded last year is coming out. Has been announced. Oh, cool! And what's it's that? called Right Now Kapow. Right 
Um, there's even a couple of sketches on uh, YouTube available to watch in the trailer as well. And it's super funny. It's an animated sketch show, uh, which is, I don't think, really ever been done for TV before. And uh, it's got a cast and everyone's got a certain shaped head. And also in the <laughs> cast is Baron Vaughn, Kyle Kinane, Betsy Sodaro, Alana Johnston, and Mookie Blakelock. And it's super fun. It's actually really funny. It's for kids, but it's we think it's hilarious. That's awesome. That's yeah. really cool. It's fun. Um, you should check out How to Build Everything on the Science Channel. Yes, Wednesday nights at 10 o'clock. That Andy and I both worked on. We're both behind and in front of the camera. So check that out. And then, oh, if you're any Colorado people, I'm going to be in Fort Collins this coming Saturday. Uh, Fort Collins, Colorado. I can't remember the name of the venue, but I can't imagine there are many places. It's probably the only one, right? Yeah, I think... Uh, if you just Google my name or comedy and the town, we'll find it. And if you still can't find it, tweet at me and I will find the venue. And yeah. Find it. But yeah, yes. go on to that. It's and the reason anyway. Matt was gone for last month, uh, the show Comedy Knockout on True TV. Yeah, I'm on a few episodes of that and I wrote on other episodes that are coming out. So if you want to check that out on True TV, that, also, that is also on right now. Amazing. And I think uh, I'm going to check the schedule and see if this is true. That an episode of another True TV show that I was on is airing in the next week or two called you can do better uh watch for the episode about sex you'll see me as somebody trying to join the mile high club uh, <laughs> congratulations really did, you, did you know that was being filmed at the no time? Idea. <laughs> all hidden camera at, at forty thousand feet you know it's when you finally have that spot on television their family finally goes oh it is real it's then it's that oh okay <laughs> all right Good yeah for you. sex jokes if you caught it, are you arrested i feel like you'd be arrested uh, not if or it's consensual. It wink, wink. I don't. That's. I've always wondered if. Uh, what can they do? They're not going to take the time so to. Serious if you go what in the bathroom, it? there are people who've been arrested for for not going not to a private area. Okay. There are people who've been arrested right. for like thinking that a blanket will be enough to conceal. Yeah. <laughs> We've got enough listeners. I'm sure somebody is like a works in the airline industry. So someone write in. Let I us know. And also really maybe I would like what they're doing in the bathroom. Yeah, I'm curious from a scientific standpoint, like what the phenomenon is about. What the attraction is? It close quarters? Is it the the naughtiness? Is it? I think it's just the difficulty and the taboo, right? <laughs> and the, the like, and the open. box ticking. Yeah. But yeah. don't you just you get on an airplane and you instantly get horny? Well, there's also, well, we did talk about this and someone else on the, on the podcast in the past said this also happens for them. Like, I think because of the low pressure, like blood flow, like I think I do get plain boners more than I do just sitting <laughs> that's around. What I, that's what I mean. This is, this is the, the questions yeah, I want answers to. I don't know to. if that's true, but it seems to be the case. Uh, so, well, yeah. if anyone's <laughs> aware of any science behind Everyone's that. Everyone's got a plain boner. Plain boners. Right into a uh, probably. <laughs> Write it to probablyscience at gmail.com and remember to mark your envelope, plain boner. That's right. Uh, you can also tweet Not us. Not A-I-N. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's never play. It has a ribbon around it. Yeah. Um, you can also tweet us at probablyscience. You can tweet us individually at Matt Kirshen, at Andy T. Wood, mm-hmm. and also check out Jesse Case and Jesse vs. Cancer. Uh, and um, it's good to be back, guys. Thanks for... Thanks for waiting for us. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to be bringing out lots of episodes in the very near future. I hope you enjoy this one. Uh, thank you again once more, Christian and Emily. That was great. Uh, thank you so much. 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 And we'll speak to you all soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.